Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And joining me today is my new friend, Lizzie Jensen. Welcome to the show, Lizzie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Lizzie is, shall I say, your most notable accomplishment first. Absolutely. She is a mother of five, (laughs) all under the age of seven. Do the math. (laughs) And add in twins, and that'll help. (laughs) That helps when you add in the twins. I shared with Lizzie that I am also a twin. Um, Big shout out to my twin sister, Pam, and to my mom, who had four kids in the first two and a half years of childbearing. Wow. Wow. And the twins helped with that, too. (laughs) Or didn't. That was was only one set of twins. Lizzie, you're a mother of five. You've also done some, some really cool things to inspire others to to identify their purpose, maybe to get out of their own way mm-hmm. so that they can experience joy and success in life. So you're the founder of, of The Small Seed. Uh, you guys can look that up at thesmallseed.com if you want. You've also got a new project going on called Ampelis. Yes. And I think we're going to be talking about that because it has something to do with living on purpose. Absolutely. Which is why you're here. Yep. (laughs) So Lizzie, share with us, if you would, to start out uh, a little bit about your journey, how you got here, maybe starting with a small seed somewhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Tell us about that. So my background, I actually came from a family of six children Hmm. and always had an affinity with kids. One of those people who like loves animals, loves children. Like that was my heart. And so when I was young, I always said, I want 13 children and was dead serious about that. Wow. That was also my basketball number. So childhood aspiration, my number. Yes. Wow. Um, And loved watching how my mom parented us and how Mm. involved she was and how much she was just a part of our lives and gave us the wings to fly. She really did. She was an, she is an incredible woman. So, you know, I grow up, go off to college, go to Brigham Young University and decide, you know, this is it. I'm going to probably get married young and I'm going to start because when you have 13 Mm -hmm. kids, you have to start pretty young, right? Well, yeah. (laughs) I would assume. (laughs) And don't get married for a while and think, okay, so this, maybe I still can do the math. Maybe I'll have a set of twins, make this work, you know? Yeah. Um, And then time goes on, still I'm not married. And so it's kind of my first question mark, like, oh, this isn't what I was expecting. Right. And I leave to serve a mission for my church, come Mm -hmm. back, still not married, decide to go to law school. Mm -hmm. And so fill out some applications. And and at this point, just feel like I have this confidence knowing God knows my heart. Yeah. If that were the plan, it would happen when it did. But this is right for whatever reason. So mm-hmm. start law school, end up dating a guy that I meet had actually met seven years previously. And we get married after my first year of law school. And then I transfer out to New York City where I do my next two years. Mm-hmm. Well, continuing on this theme, we're not able to have kids for a while. And so again, these kind of question marks like this was really the dream. It was kids and the more the better. Right. Um, right. And this isn't happening. And so... I graduate and get pregnant right about at that time. 
And so now I'm kind of laughing like, okay, well now I have all of this, but now I'm getting, I get to live this dream, but where does this fit in? Why all this education? Is there something else there that I can do Hmm. to help and to give and to help other women? And so I, about the same time, I'm reading this book that's really impacting me on just sharing your light online and specifically talking about faith. And as I'm reading Mm -hmm. the book, I have these feelings like you need to start a blog. And I think, No, 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 no. Remember, I'm that girl who wants 13 kids, who doesn't like putting myself out there. I don't like promoting things on Facebook or any of that. Start a blog and I just start laughing. But then I think, you know, everyone has, this is when everyone had a blog. All mothers kind of had family blogs. Yeah, it was kind of trendy. Yes. And that's Mm -hmm. what we did. This was before Instagram, even before some of the Facebook real connecting and telling stories. And so I start this blog and I, as I'm thinking about it, what should I call it? I invite a friend over and start telling her this dream, kind of the first person I open up to and Mm -hmm. say, what should I call this? And she suggested, what about the little seed or the small seed? Hmm. Because that's kind of you. Like you don't say, Hey, everybody has to listen to me or look at me, but really it's, this is my small seed to the world. And if this can help someone, I'm so grateful. Um, but if right. not, this is also a good thing for me to be writing and sharing and developing and putting myself out there in a way that maybe scares me. Just for your own personal development, if nothing else. Yep. And yeah. I had a daughter at the time and it was a great way to scrapbook, right? That's kind mm-hmm. of what family blogs were. Mm-hmm. So about a, at this, a month after I launch, no, no, right before I get it up, I have, um, I start getting a designer, start putting it together. And then I realize um, I'm starting to not feel very good started feeling really upset, sick stomach, just feeling kind of funny. Mm -hmm. So I go to the doctor, go to the OB and I'm pregnant Mm -hmm. after I had my first baby and then find out we're pregnant very soon after hasn't even been a year Mm -hmm. and it's the twins. And so not only is it twins, but they're high risk. So I'm going to be, if I make it to 24 weeks, I need to check into the hospital at Yale full time for two months. Wow. And so you know, all of our prayers are just make it to 24 weeks. We hope these babies make it. But then also looming in the back of my mind is I've got two months where I can't leave a hospital bed. And yeah, this all makes sense. This blogging thing. Here's a perfect mm. outlet for me to still be learning, developing, connecting with others. And I'm kind of chuckling to myself like here. I feel like I'm getting this answer to help so many people. But I think this is what's going to keep me sane for in the, the two hospital. months while you're on. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, I, I mean, I think a lot of times when we have those thoughts and feelings put into us, it usually reaches both what we need and what others need. And that really was the case with the small seed. I was able shortly after I was in the hospital, the twins made it to that 24 week mark. I checked Mm -hmm. into the hospital and a couple weeks into it, as I'm blogging and writing and sharing, I have a few women reach out to me who want to be on a team and it kind of snowballed from there. We started doing challenges and creating family traditions and doing other things that grew way bigger than I could have done on my own. Mm. Um, but it was just neat to see like exactly what I needed was answered, but it also answered the needs of so many others, which I think is when, you know, you've kind of found a sweet spot. So that was a little bit of my journey of, of small seed. Lizzie, there are so many things about this journey that are catching my attention. And one of the recurring themes for you is, wait, this isn't how I planned it. Yep. Yep. That's a pattern. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm wondering if that's a, a general pattern that maybe we should just expect to have things turn out a little differently than we thought. 
Absolutely. But there's nothing wrong with that because as you look back on it, with the perspective now of several years and this family that you've raised and how you're able to uh, impact the lives of other people, not despite your experiences, but because of them, yes, you can see that all of these pieces have fit together perfectly for you. Yep. Am I reading too much yep. into that? Or No, 100%. That's fair? Yep. Absolutely fair. And I've seen that in the lives of so many others. And I think as you create an intentional plan for yourself, yeah. yes, be focused. Yes, go 100%. But keep that peripheral vision open to saying, what else is coming at me as I put my best foot forward? What are those other opportunities or people or teachings or unexpected mm-hmm. sorrow and pain and hard things that are coming at me that are actually teaching me more about where my voice can be best? Somehow all of those things are perfect for you. Yep. Which you don't always think in the middle of it. No. It's and easy to yeah. get stuck, right? Yep. And I don't think you can know all those things. I think there are things about right. you that only come out through, again, the hard experiences or through life changes mm-hmm. or the, through the unexpected. And right. you wouldn't know those things until those experiences happen. Until they happen. Yep. It's interesting to me, Lizzie, that we get, I think it's a form of destructive pride actually, where we start to think, oh, this isn't the way it should be. Like we know. <laughs> yes, right? like we know. Yep. You had all of these plans, like, and they're, they're good, wholesome, righteous plans, right? So they should happen exactly the way yep. that you pictured them in your mind. Yep. And, and yet it comes together in a way that was completely unexpected. So... Yes. Oh, we can go a lot of different directions (laughs) with this. Uh, The next question that comes to my mind is, so what has this taught you? Hmm. And I know that there's probably many answers to that. As I ask that question, how do you glean from this probably the most important principles? What comes to your mind? One that comes to mind immediately, and I'm thinking of many women I've talked to since, Mm -hmm. um, this has happened to me. I think, like you said, when we have a plan and we have a place we want to go and then something, a wrench gets thrown in, um, I think where we want to go with that. And I think it's not a bad thing. I think it's, it's very obvious why we'd want to go there is to be sad or maybe to sit back and to say, woe is me and to, and to be sorry for ourselves. Um, but I have a strong belief that there's a guiding hand in our lives. Mm-hmm. And if you're going a hundred percent and you're doing your best in one direction, and for some reason that gets cut off, find the reason, find the reason. And I'm mm. thinking of women in all types of situations here, some who didn't want to have kids or didn't want to get married and then met someone and felt like this is exactly right. And kids young, the exact opposite maybe of my situation or right. Friends of mine who have gotten married and then had really hard marriages or friends who had a lot of kids or who couldn't, I mean, all, Mm -hmm. all along the gamut. And as they looked in hindsight, if you go again and then say, there's a reason. And if I find it and approach it and don't sit and wallow, but say, how can I make the best of this now? 
you'll come into a greater vista than you could have ever seen. Again and again, I've seen that. And it comes with pain, but pain's not a bad thing. <laughs> I really, mm. I believe that pain is not a bad thing. It opens you up to another option that maybe you couldn't have ever seen for yourself mm -hmm. and a set of people that you never would have been connected to. Um, so if you're in that situ situation right now, embrace it. And maybe that sounds a little calloused, but I've been through enough of those and I've embraced that pain to say, I promise you on the other side of that is something good if you approach it and embrace it. From, from a, a root or a core of purpose, what is the purpose here? You use the word reason also, yeah. I, and that speaks to me about purpose. There is some purpose for this experience that I'm having, and it has to be a legitimate question. Yes. What's the purpose of... Do you notice how that yes. can sometimes be a complaint? Yes. It's not even a question. It's like, what's the purpose of this? So well said. It's just a complaint. It's not a question. Yes. Make sure that it's a question, not a complaint disguised as a question. Yes. What is the purpose? Or a here? question disguised as a complaint. Or a question disguised. Either one, where you're sitting back and yep. Either way, if we get into the complaining mode, we're just whining. Why me? Yep. And then uh, that doesn't lead anywhere productive. So, yep. uh, Lizzie, as we come back from this break, I would love to break this down into some practical steps that you've discovered hmm. that maybe we could help help our listeners with all of us as we encounter these unexpected turns yeah then what can we do to keep that perspective um so let's go there after the break Love does it. that sound good to you sounds good folks stick with us this is lizzie jensen at live on purpose radio we'll be right back are you ready to take your positivity to a whole new level? I've been enjoying these conversations with my guests at Live On Purpose Radio. My own story about becoming more positive is something that I've shared in my book, Pathological Positivity. And right now I'm giving the book away. You just pay for the shipping. Go to drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, and click on the big orange button right there that will get you a free copy of my book. You pay the shipping, I'll pay for the book. Sound like a good deal? Power up your positivity and get ready to see phenomenal changes in your happiness, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. Enjoy this free gift from me. DrPaulJenkins.com. And we're back. Lizzie Jensen at Live On Purpose Radio today. Lizzie, we're having some conversations that get me excited because purpose, I think, helps you to put everything else into perspective. Yes. And we consider around when life's unexpected twists and turns show up, when we get surprised because it didn't turn out the way that we thought. We can go at least two different directions. And one of those directions, I think, I, I label it the victim mode. Yep. Like, why me? This shouldn't have happened this way. This isn't how it's supposed to be. Versus the agent route, which is, okay, somehow this is perfect for me. I'm going to find the meaning and the purpose in this thing. And I say that as if it's easy. It's simple. It's not particularly it's not easy. easy. 
Yep. And I know you have some experience with this because you've had a chance to assist other people with this journey too. Yep. Which helped to illuminate to you that your journey was perfect for you because now you're in position to help all of them. Yep. But that's not just you. You're not special. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. Not the only one who's special, that is. <laughs> it's like on The Incredibles. Okay, we're all special, just like everybody else. Yes. Yes, everybody is unique, but you're not a special case. Exactly. Right? That's yep. You're special. You're just not a special case. Yep. And so I think there's some principles behind this that are consistent um, for all of our brothers and sisters here on the planet. Yep. So walk us through that a little bit. When, what are some of the practical steps that we can apply when we encounter these twists and turns and we uh, are at risk for being stuck? Yes. The first one that comes to mind is it's okay, acknowledge it. It's okay to say. Acknowledge. Yep. This wasn't my plan. That You don't have to be a complainer to say, yeah. this wasn't my plan. This wasn't exactly what I wanted. This wasn't what I was working towards. This wasn't the dream I had for myself. I think it's important to say, this is where I was, this is what I wanted, and this is where I find myself now. And just acknowledge the state of things, right? Yes. From that point then, I think being very intentional to ask the question, like we talked about before the break. For me, a very powerful way of doing this is in writing. And so what is my question now? And the more specific I can be in writing those questions down, mm-hmm. it unlocks something in the subconscious. There's a lot of research on handwriting and taking time to do that free journaling or writing. Um, so writing it down and, and again, acknowledge your state, acknowledge where you are, but what are the questions you now have? Write them specifically. Okay, I wanted 13 kids. How am I, am I going to have children now? I want children. You know, you start, you start going down the path and write whatever comes to you in that and kind of mm-hmm. open up that universe to the questions you're now asking. Um, how am I going to do this? Why do I have the education that I have? How can I fit these? Should I fit both of these things in? Do I want to fit both these things in? The education and helping and the blogging with the children I now have, three children under 16 months. Mm-hmm. And so start being very intentional about asking them. I also ask them, I do a combination of prayer and journaling and I pray when I journal and I journal while I pray. And that's kind of a -hmm. way that I found to really open up just new light knowledge that I didn't have before. And then usually for me, I go live and I go say, (laughs) guess what? I know this isn't what I wanted. I also know the questions that I have moving forward, but I'm going to go move forward. And I find that in the moving forward and in putting that energy into that new direction, the experience comes that added that light and knowledge I was saying, where it's just an aha moment mm-hmm. here or a connection there. A lot of times for me, and it's funny because I'm more naturally an introvert, it's in conversations with other people where I see a connection of something I wrote or something I asked and something that's directly said back to me. Right. Um, there's a lot of ways to have those transcendent experiences, but you just start living and, and I, maybe that last key is then and live in trust. You may not see the reason mm. for a while. You may not, um, for I, I believe the longer it takes to see the reason, the more powerful that reason is. Um, if you're waiting years, trust the reason is greater than anything you could see now. And that's the reason you're not seeing it, but you're going to see that at some point. And I think not only is that 
a good practice if you're looking for answers, but it's a good way to live. <laughs> you know, wallowing is wallowing. Do we want to be there? I was, I was almost going to jump in there, Lizzie, and say it's a good way to live if you want to experience joy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I not, mean, go ahead. And if do your objective else. is misery, then it, it was kind Try of another way. terrible way to live. But, yep. Um, it begs the question, what is our purpose? And I believe this at my core. I think our purpose is to experience joy. And so, and this is just the way my mind makes sense out of this. If that is our purpose, then everything we experience is toward that purpose. Yes. Including our pain. Yep. In fact, that's an essential ingredient. Yep. Uh, which sounds weird on the surface, but all of us, and, and I think you as listeners know this too, you look at your life and some of the most profoundly painful experiences you've had have also contributed some of the greatest meaning to your life, or you're still in the process of figuring out the purpose. Yes. Yep. And it, again, it, it can sound a little calloused. Like, really, you're telling yeah. me that what I'm going through right now, this very hard thing, could have a purpose. Um, but again, if you approach it with that mindset, mm-hmm. I think you just have to live long enough. <laughs> you just have to live long enough. And I'm not that old, but I'm old enough to say I've been through some painful things and thought, how will this ever make sense? How will this ever make sense? And even which is a good question as long as it's not a complaint. Yes, yes. But I look back even even now, five years later, and I think, look at what I've been able to do because of the pain that I went through. Right. Um, Yeah. You wouldn't be here without that. Yep. Yep. I mean, you wouldn't be here in my office on this (laughs) microphone. Yep. Without that. Yep. Right. Let alone where you are in your your grander purpose. I know Live on Purpose Radio wasn't you know like your ultimate aspiration <laughs> in life, although it is kind of a cool thing. It is a cool thing. Just I'm saying. And for us to have this conversation, and for you as our dear listener to be picking this up right now and connecting with things about your own life that can change and improve as a result of listening to this conversation that Lizzie and I are having today, where do you get to have an impact? And that's one of the beautiful things about figuring out our purpose, Lizzie. I, there's a, there's a very selfish part of this. Yep. Okay. And the selfish part is your life gets to rock. Yep. You get to experience joy, but that's the selfish part of it because you also Put yourself in position to then liberate and elevate and enrich and enhance other people. Yes. And that is also really cool. Yep. Um, at, at an even higher level. I'm finding, Lizzie, the more people I serve, the better my life gets. Yes. In a lot of ways. Yep. It's really cool. It is really cool. I like to think of it maybe less than like, that's even the selfish part of it is that is the byproduct of this way of life. Right. It's like the strategic side effect, (laughs) but that's, I mean, it's the energy that comes from good. Right. And there's an energy that comes from focus on self and it's the opposite. Both of them have a natural byproduct, just like eating junk food versus eating good food. 
there's, there's things that come from it. And this is like Mm -hmm. the good food of life is helping and focusing and giving and putting your best foot forward. Yeah. You know, I've said this often and, and I think it's relevant to our conversation here today until we see it as a choice. It's not Hmm. until we see it as a choice. Yep. We remain stuck in that place of, of captivity and stuckness and being trapped. Yes. And once we see it as a choice, now you don't get to choose everything that happens to you. Have you no. noticed this? <laughs> a time or two. <laughs> How many experiences do you need to yep. be convinced that you don't get to pick everything that happens to you? That's not what I mean about choice. I mean, once it happens to you, you are now in choice. Yes. And one of those choices leads to freedom and liberty and power. And, that, uh, and the other choice leads to captivity and stuckness and misery. Yep. That's our choice. I have recently read Viktor Frankl's book, A Man's Search for Meaning. Required and- reading, by the way, for all <laughs> humanity. So please put it on your list. Yes. And I was struck time and time again. I've read it a few times in the past, but something this last time that stuck out to me is... And well, maybe I didn't know this part of the story because I had read the book, but didn't do the history on his life. Mm. But as he came out, so Viktor Frankl is in a concentration camp and he makes the choice of meaning really is what he made the choice. And he kept thinking about his wife and Mm -hmm. his career, his purpose. And those were the things that got him through. And what's interesting is he came out, he actually went and helped in a clinic with men who had been through similar things and the suicide rate was through the roof. Yeah. And even thinking of how, even that pain, how could being in a concentration camp ever have purpose, ever have purpose? The most, maybe the most horrible thing in the entire world, right? And so would we ever say that that should happen? Absolutely not. But then to come out of that and say, because of the pain I went through, because of the terror and the horror, guess what I can do? Mm -hmm. I can walk you through that. I can be the man on the mountain who can grab your hand and say, there's a higher vista. There's something else behind this. And that next year when he took over the clinic, there were zero suicides because of the work, the meaning therapy, the logo therapy he had yeah. done. Zero suicides. And you think about that. He found meaning. He, he was keyed in on meaning, but he would visualize himself teaching as a professor. Even seeing that in the middle of what was a completely unexpected turn in his life got him through. Yeah. Such an inspiring, powerful story. And how convincing is that coming out of Auschwitz? Yep. Right? What's your Auschwitz? What, what is your yes. personal place of trial that could empower you to do a similar thing? Wow. And I, and I wish right now I could reach through the mic and hug those of you who say, but not mm. me. Not me. Oh. There's no way that this has meaning. And I wish I could just hug you, and I am, through, through the microphone yeah. to say, yes, you. You are special, too. You, too. You, you are too. not a special case. I'm sorry. You're just not all that. <laughs> um, you're not a special case. This gets us all trapped. I've been there, too. In fact, I talk about that in the first chapter of my book, where lightning strikes, and I'm in a place where I never planned to be. Yes. Sound familiar? Sounds familiar. Yeah. Welcome to earth. It's how we roll here. You are not a special case. Please hear the principles behind this conversation. Lizzie, you've eliminated those principles so beautifully here today. You've got some important projects going on where um, 
people could actually connect with you and 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 receive yes some more of this <laughs> yes. right tell yes. us where we can where we can find you follow you um, benefit from the from the events and the resources that you're making available yeah so still work on the smallseed.com which is wonderful it's really a non-denominational Christian website that offers resources and conversations to be more rooted specifically in Jesus Christ and the energy that comes from that the smallseed the smallseed.com okay over, we'll put a link in the description yep, as well. and on Instagram at the smallseed as well. The small seed. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, most recently though, I've really focused my attention at Ampelis, which is an organization where we really help cultivate meaning and help people find meaning where they are and then cultivate more meaning. Beautiful. Forward. So we have an Ampelis. Instagram. Spell that for us. And yes. how do we find it? A-M-P-E-L-I-S. Ampelis. A-M-P-E-L-I-S. Wonderful. And you can find that at Find us at ampelis.com or on Instagram. We've just started at ampelis.life. Um, and then we've got a lot of great things coming. 2020 is going to be a big year. We've got a women's retreat, which is almost sold out. Hopefully it's not sold out when the podcast comes out, but if so, we'll be doing more as well in 2020. That's January 10th is the retreat. And then we have a planner launching. That's a planner app combo. It's really kind of mind-blowing what it does and we'll be sharing more over at impulse.life and on the website and then just a lot we've got corporate training and events we work with families so mm. all sorts of stuff Beautiful. over there planner so you can plan that life that will then turn out some other way and that's all right <laughs> but you know the, the essence of the planner is actually focused on meaning intentions and journaling practices so Beautiful. It, it helps you see those unexpected that come and make sense of them actually so it it actually helps even ah, if your plans change. Yeah. Yeah, I knew you'd have a, a take on that that would be useful <laughs> and productive. That is so cool. Lizzie, thank you so much for joining us at Live On Purpose Radio today. Thank you so much for having me, Paul. You guys, you've heard it. And now you know what to do. It's time to go live on purpose. <laughs>